Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is hump day. Hump day. Yes, indeedy. It is hump day. And uh, before I get into tonight's show, I got to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and tell you guys how much I love you for. Um, your generosity, your open hearts, your spirit to, to care for other people while we are going through really difficult times in this country. You guys answered the call last night to help the people of Haiti who are just, you know, as bad as it is here for most of us anyway. We know we have poverty and we know we have people living in, in tough conditions here in the United States. But for most of us, things are better for us here uh, than in Haiti. And uh, you all acted as first responders last night. Uh, donating generously from $10 all the way up to to bigger numbers than that to help the people of Haiti. And I just love you all so much for that. And I got all weepy last night and teary because it just really touched my heart so much. Didn't it, Skins? Yeah, it was very touching. I mean, with all that we're going through to know that people still have very compassionate hearts out there and are putting others before themselves. You know, it doesn't surprise me with our listening audience, but it was it was just good to see. Yeah, it was. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me either because that's who conservatives are, right? We're givers. We're philanthropic. We're faith-based. We understand that, you know, it's it's the, it's the the and that's really what the heart and soul of America has been about, right? It was about individual responsibility. We're founded on Judeo-Christian principles and values, and we're about church and community and I helping others through the church. no matter what the, the Biden administration tries to tell you, it still is. And it still is, right? And that, and that showed that to me. It's like, make America great again. America is still great. We, the core values that we were founded on still exist today, and that was in full display last night. And it just, and it really was, it made me feel good and it made me feel optimistic. Unfortunately, I got to come tonight and tell you guys. It's time for fiery, Andrea it, Well, it's time to get back and keep it real about what's happening in uh, the United States and how, and, and how that ties into, we, we're going to talk about what's going on in Afghanistan. Um, of course, we've got to talk about what's going on um, with the, there's a, was a while uh, everybody was focused as well as we should be on Afghanistan and what's happening over there. Uh, the Dems are trying to push through using reconciliation, which would not require a filibuster in the Senate. Three and a half trillion dollars. And it is not hyperbolic to say that if this three tri- three and a half trillion dollar bill is passed, that it will it, it will be an economic collapse as great and, and the biggest moronic economic domestic economic disaster as much as as what's going on in afghanistan and andrea they is the know worst it. yeah and they know it is the worst military and foreign policy disaster in united states history and they know it in fact is part of the plan right this i believe that this is cloward piven in action um so i think it's part of the great reset that we've been talking about absolutely it's absolutely what's what's going on here. 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in. Those are some of the topics of the day. We've got Brian Maloney who's going to be here from Red Wave America. Uh, follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. Y'all already know. I already brought him in. That's my man, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right 
and what is necessary. I'll tell you, Andrea, I think even right now, former President Trump should take those words to heart because I'm not hearing what I used to hear. Well, we're going to save that for later because we're going to that. I think he's doing some tough talk on Afghanistan, but not in the other area of tyranny. Uh, that's happening. And, and I tell you who, who we should be hearing from today in regards to Afghanistan is W. Hey, W, where are you? How come how come you you criticize President Trump? But you're quite silent right now on Joe Biden. Ronald Reagan's talking about putting putting the interest of America first. I, I, I don't I don't even, not only do I not want to hear conservatives. Yeah, they're bashing Jen Psaki because she said, well, we, Americans aren't stranded over there. Don't use that word. So yesterday we had all these conservatives and everybody busting Jen Psaki for saying something as dopey as is that Americans aren't stranded there. In fact, today they're trying to act like we're we're involved in the greatest evacuation ever been done. Like there there's some kind of success over there. What conservatives need to be pointing out today is the truth that we have Americans that are already hostages in Afghanistan right now. This is not a possible hostage situation. We have American hostages. They are hostages when they are an American woman. Who's gone through, at least at this point, while we have the ability to have communications with Americans on the ground, who is behind 20 different Taliban checkpoints that she can't get through because when she tried to get through the first time, she got whipped and a man next to her got shot in the head. Okay, that's a hostage. And she was on the phone with a congresswoman at an office out of West Virginia saying, please get the Biden administration to come and rescue us. And what did I hear today in the Pentagon? I was supposed to be doing my Newsmax thing from 8 to 9 this morning. So I was forced as sitting there waiting to go live, forced to sit and listen to this Pentagon press conference today in which they said some absolutely outrageous stuff like, um, I, I want to get it right. Let me quote. Um, we're going to get as many out as possible. What does that say to you, Skins? What does that mean? Means it's not good enough. They're gonna they're gonna try, but if they don't get everybody out, well, you know, they tried. How many Americans are gonna be left there? And then they're gonna cut off communications, and we're not gonna have have any idea what happens. I will say this about President Trump: Uh, were he in office, he would stop nothing short as getting everybody out. Well, they wouldn't even. This wouldn't even be happening, right? We got the military already abandoning. We wouldn't have the Kabul airport wouldn't have been used. First of all, they would have gotten the the civilians out. Well, first of all, what happened was the reason why even after Trump pared down from fifteen thousand to twenty five hundred troops, there was no attacks on Americans because when they did uh, encroach a little bit. Past the boundaries of the negotiations that was done, they got smacked, okay, and they got pushed back. They got retaliated against. They knew that Trump would would, would make good on promises that if you step out of line, we're going to put the hurt he was on respected. you. So absolutely none of this would be taking place. We have uh, the Biden administration has, in, with intent, left Americans to die. This woman is an American over there. She's trapped behind 20 Taliban checkpoints. And one of the things that she said was, when you go through these checkpoints, they're all armed. ISIS is outside the airport. She goes, you don't even know who it is at these checkpoints. They're not in military uniforms. This isn't a nation state going on there to where you know this is the French uniform. This They could be ISIS people. She goes, I have no, I'm, I'm trying to get through and, and I have no idea if I'm going to be executed. And so she goes back and she's with she's with some other people from the Afghanistan parliament and other people that as an American citizen she worked with children. She's huddled there and she's saying at this point she has to consider and contemplate suicide because she says she will not let the Taliban take her. And she, and, and, and let me tell you, ISIS, 
is roaming the streets there. Do I need to remind people what ISIS did? ISIS is the people, that's the organization that put people in cages and lit them on fire. That lined up people, including children on beaches and cut their heads off. That's who the, who the Biden administration has left the Americans to have to, that's the gauntlet that the Americans have been left to try to make their way through to get to the airport. But Andrea, they're talking with the Taliban to make sure this all works out. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, today, this guy says, he, 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 and he wouldn't, by the way, speaking of ISIS today, um, Kirby or whatever his name was. Yeah, he couldn't confirm or deny that ISIS got on an airplane. Potato skins. Yeah. Got on an airplane. They're not vetting anybody crazy he couldn't get he couldn't give a number of how many americans had made it out how many were left there he says today in this meeting and this press conference when he's asked about saigon he says oh we're not competing with history here of course you're not competing with history you've lost this is the greatest foreign policy and military debacle ever ever in the history of the united states to the point to where, given the billions of dollars of military equipment, I think I heard on Dr. Gorka's show that the Taliban now has more of, uh, I think it's the Chinook helicopters. I don't remember exactly what it was of the, of the weaponry that he was. It, it had to do with, with um, flight, some type of helicopter, than 85% of other countries around the world. Somebody said, and I don't think it's hyperbolic to say, that we are now, because they've declared, they've already, they're already saying it. That, you know, we're back, baby. Islamic terror is back. Islamic terror has been made great again. Somebody said, we are now, more than Iran, the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism. This is what we've done. And shame on you, George W. Bush, for not speaking up and saying anything about this because you were critical of Trump. And this was your pet project. As I said back in 2007, that it was moronic. It was never about WMD. It was under the stupid idea that if we gave up treasure and lives over there to bake cookies, to hand out candy, Little taste of democracy. they'll love us. And that will stop Islamic terror. 20 years later, now... We're uh, And on the heels of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, this is your legacy, George W. Bush, as much as anybody's, what's happening over there right now. But let me talk a little bit more before I go to break. There was an interesting article I read today uh, from an army ranger, and he wrote a letter as though he was a Taliban fighter. And what he and, and he did this because he wanted people to understand it was a fictitious letter. And the letter was written in Taliban and it was a, a, quote, scathing depiction of the U.S., its citizens, its leader and its military. There are too many Americans that have been operating under the false notion that while that, that the U.S. military was impervious to the decline of our culture and what was going on in our culture. And that included Trump who his idea of beefing up the military was just to put more money into weaponry, into building ships, into and, and that was needed in, into our assets. But what he, this guy points out in this letter is, is the notion of, uh, of our cultural decline, right? We're, we're expecting people to go over and fight for freedoms at the same time. And this is me. This isn't in his letter. But this is what struck a chord with me is he was talking about um, he said, if you don't understand your enemy, you'll lose. He said, we've spent the last 17 years fighting our enemy in Afghanistan without the ability for our leaders to understand the enemy. It started by George W. Bush because he didn't understand the enemy. He says that, um, and, and this is in the voice of the Taliban, you recruit your warriors from a drug addicted, distracted, disillusioned population that's obsessed with comfort and entertainment. 
You're a false front, an empty shell. You lie, cheat, steal, and are easily defeated because you lack the spine to fight. I ain't got any disagreement there. You don't want to know why? And this is what popped into my head. We expect 20-year-olds to go over and fight for our freedoms over there when we here in this country let a liar out of the, the National Institutes of Health who lied about masks get a mask mandate over on us. We've given up our freedoms here at home, and yet we expect 20-year-olds coming out, of, coming out of these colleges, coming out of these schools to go over there and fight for freedoms that we've already given away here. We've lost the culture war here. So, yeah, we lost a hardcore war over there and how many Americans died as a result of it. And he goes on in this letter to blame the, blame the leaders, the generals, the mad dog Mattises, right, with their rules of engagement that left our soldiers to be shot in the face. This is absolutely the uh, just I don't I don't think in it, there, there's enough people talking about that aspect of it. We are not the fighting force that we were. Ten years ago, 20 years ago, Desert Storm ago. This is and this frightens me because we got ISIS fighters. We have no vetting of anybody and they're on planes coming here. Military today, they were told they got it. They're got to be forced to take the jab. And they were asked in this press conference, uh, what about the Afghanistan refugees? Are they going to be mandated to take? Oh, uh, well, you know, y'all have to ask the State Department about that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Thanks for hanging in there, Skins. I know I'm well, point, well past the point of needing a break, but I had to get that off my chest. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Should I ask Brian Maloney? I'm scared. I'm scared to ask Brian Maloney about what we talked about during the break. Brian, run! Because well, the thing is, is I don't want him to let me down. He's my he's my fried chicken. He's my Popeyes, my two piece. Oh, right? No. So what I'm scared. It's a loaded <laughs> question, Brian. I'm warning you now, bud. Oh no! Okay, this this should not be controversial. Okay, this is what I said on Facebook this weekend, and I'm going to post. And I posted it to Skins, who let me down during the break. I don't think this is arguable. Real quick, and we'll move on. We've got serious things to get into. But I posited this weekend that Saturday Night Fever is the greatest soundtrack of all time. And I said, don't argue with me. Empire Strikes Back, baby. And yes, it's a soundtrack. That's not a soundtrack. Brian Maloney, your thoughts. (laughs) I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do. Don't let me down, Brian. Listen, you know what? I, you're, I'm going to let you off the hook here because I don't think you uh, you want to admit that you own a white polyester suit with platform shoes. Uh, that's Tom Del Bacaro. And yeah, that's Tom Del. We're yeah, we'll I we'll let Brian so off the hook. I was about uh, you know that movie came out. I was probably about seven, so you know I don't I didn't quite have the suit. So uh-huh. you know that doesn't mean you don't have one in your closet. I know friends that do and wear it <laughs> wear it on Halloween. All right, we got to get into a serious tip. Um, before the break, I want to wrap up. I was talking about this um, this article that was written by a former, I believe he was an Army Ranger, um, warning uh, about you know what's going on in our military. And yeah, he was a former Army Ranger. And to wrap it up, he he finished with this. 
Uh, he said very few general. I, I was talking about how, our, you know, he's saying basically that in, in Afghanistan and areas like that, kids come, they're born battle ready. Right. And we're cushy over here. Our culture is not we're not like, you know, World War Two and, it, you know, fighters anymore. That's not who we are as a nation anymore. And he said very few generals are actually willing to take the risk to do the right thing for the fight. As far as the elected officials go, they should have known better. He said, this is how the Taliban views our nation. This is how the rest of the world views views our nation, that we are, he had said that we are like a fat cow um, that's just fat and lazy. And, you know, he said that, yeah, from their viewpoint, we are the fat cow on the hill ready for slaughter, and we don't give them anything else but the experience uh, to believe that. And it's hard for people to consume um, that this is what our nation is projecting, and um, and it's the truth. Um, your thoughts on what's happening in Afghanistan, Brian Maloney? Well, I mean, that, that's a very interesting viewpoint. I can't blame anybody for looking at America right now, wondering what, what is going on here, because we look like we've gone crazy here. But, but I see it differently in that what I see is a world where Washington uh, is, is going up against the world. It's Washington versus the world, and it's Washington versus the American people. You know, it puts fences around its capital. Um, it has National Guard troops patrolling its streets behind barricades. It has this paranoid attitude, and it, it, it seems to want to oppose all of us. It's turned against the American people. But I think the American people are a lot stronger than those overseas observers would give us credit for. I think there are plenty of people. You, go, you get outside of Washington, you get away from the coast, you go inland a few miles, uh, Americans are pretty tough people, and I, I think. But the problem is, Washington has failed. I mean, Washington mm-hmm. is is a crumbling disaster. I mean, it's getting worse by the day. I don't. You know, we can talk about the next election or the one after that. I don't, we got to get to that point in one yeah. piece, and that to me, I don't see how we get to next November. Yeah. Uh, in one piece. Do you? I mean, no, I don't. Day. And that begs the question. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on as the head of Red Red Wave America and all your years in media and in, poli- and in politics and in campaigns, you know, um, Lindsey Graham, who I absolutely can't stand, was saying, yeah, I think it's time to impeach Joe Biden. Well, it's like, well, you know, where I come from, we have a saying in my family from my brother, Barry Earl, talking about it ain't getting it done, Lindsey Graham. And but then it begs the question, you know, even if even if we were to impeach, we'd end up stuck with Kamala. You know, is that any better for us? I mean, what, you know, well, we're going to get her anyway. We're going to you know, we're going to get her anyway. But I think here's the thing. I don't know if it matters who runs Washington anyway, if the place is just falling apart. To me, I think states just need to figure it out on their own, go their own way, build coalitions, because. You know, you're at the point now, if you're relying on Washington to keep your state secure uh, at this point, if you're a, a red state governor or even a purple state governor and you think Washington's going to do anything, lift a finger for you, you know, you've got to start looking elsewhere for the safety and the health of your citizens. So I don't know if it matters. Let her become president. She's going to at some point anyway. Um, and the bottom line is you actually want her to become president earlier rather than later, right, because of the... You don't want her to be able to run for, you know, re-election twice so, or election, however you want to describe it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the issue, too. You want it to be 
um, before that that marker there. So, uh, but the bottom line here is that uh, we have a completely unacceptable, unworkable, impossible thing going on in Washington that is beyond what Americans can tolerate on a daily basis. I mean, we are watching our federal government implode before our eyes, and we're still, I think, in a state of shock at the level of damage that we're seeing each day. I mean, it, this is beyond incompetence. This is beyond explanation. But Lindsey Graham, you know, I don't trust as far as I could throw him. I mean, we needed him to be reelected because we were trying to hang on to a Senate majority, but I, I apologize to everyone for lifting a finger to help that guy. You know, I think Lindsey Graham's main priority is getting that next Fox News Channel hit on yep. Hannity the next day. Uh, and I think that is 100% of what guides him. And nothing, he will say whatever is necessary to stay mm-hmm. on the good side of the Fox executives. And that's it. I don't think anything else matters to him. Yeah, he's just like, you know, Chaffetz and the rest of them looking to get that Fox gig. You know, when if they if they lose their next election, they want to keep their their power play if they can and keep their position in in, in Washington if they can. But, and then their backup play is to get the gig at Fox. And I and I have still not watched Fox uh, since the Chris Wallace debate. I don't have it on in my household. It may be on the monitors here because I, I you know, I, I like to see Chiron's and see what's going on. But I have not watched uh, Fox News. Speaking of media, first of all, I got to ask you if you'll hold over so that we can talk about this three and a half trillion dollar bill. But before that, just in the minute we've got, um, since you are a long time in the media, uh, we know the hypocrisy that's gone on uh, and, and, and with our police and, and the Black Lives Matter movement and the way that Chauvin was really it was beyond it wasn't about George Floyd. It wasn't even about Chauvin. It was about it was putting America on trial. And that's one of the reasons why Ashley Babbitt's uh, shooter, um, you know, is not going to face any. He's not even going to get a letter in his file for what he did. Now we find out today uh, that this unarmed white woman shot. And by the way, at the point he shot her, she was unarmed. She had her hands on the window. I mean, she was absolutely no threat to him. And she's five foot two. Yeah, five foot two. She's not, you know. Right. Yeah. So uh, Lester Holt's going to be interviewing him um, sometime in the next day or two. Um, and, and now it's like, what should Lester Holt ask him? And, you know, your thoughts as a longtime media person on the Lester Holt interview with the guy whose identity is still going to be, I'm sure they're going to treat him like deep throat. and They're going to like put some kind of thing over his voice and not show his face. Your thoughts on this interview? Yeah, I think this is this is NBC working in concert with the DNC. I mean, we know they work as a team. So there's some kind of campaign or effort underway here to kind of neutralize the subject ahead of time, introduce this officer, try to make this issue go away. I think it's ill-advised. If I were the Democrats, I would not do this. I don't think this is going to do them any favors. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would just keep covering it up and hope it, you know, goes away at some point. I don't, I don't know who in the White House thought this was a good idea, but it, it's not. I agree, because I think that it, this could really backfire, because there's really no justification for why uh, jo- there's George Floyd murals everywhere, and George Floyd got, you know, six, why you couldn't go have a have a funeral for your loved one, you couldn't have a wedding, George Floyd had, you know, how many funeral services, and, you know, uh, paraded through the streets in a gold-plated, you know, grill-covered, you know, casket, okay, um, yeah. it, it, and and. What, however you think, you know, he died, you know, he's been given martyr status as though he was literally a hero when the reality was is he was a drug addicted, um, 
horrible human being who held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly. And however you think Ashley Babbitt was misguided in going into that Capitol, she did did not deserve to be shot point blank. And then... Uh, to to be to have her family treated like uh, they've been treated, and to not have to to not, and, and it's even worse. It's not even if he didn't do anything wrong in that moment from a criminal standpoint and a police officer standpoint to have his to have him be protected like he's some kind of hero is just disgusting to me. And I hope it backfires big. Okay, Brian's going to stay over with me, and we got to talk about this three and a half trillion dollar spending bill that got pushed through and, and is on its way to the Senate through reconciliation when we come back. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. My buddy Brian Maloney holding over. And uh, during the break, uh, DJ Potato Skin said, Hey, you know what? You should ask Brian about Trump's statement at that rally Saturday that had us... Uh, oh, for sure, because you and I were just uh, very upset. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure you know what we're talking about, Brian Maloney. Um, uh, well, well, there was two things that were said. The first, I want to ask you about both. The first one was Mo Brooks, and I think Mo must be short for moron, who was telling the people in the crowd, um, oh, yeah, we don't need election fraud. We need to be focused on 2022 and 2024. And then the statement that Trump made that got booze was him, him basically going pro-vax. Yeah, yeah, you get your freedoms, but get vaxxed, get vaxxed. When what he should be telling people is, look, when I when I did the warp speed, Operation Warp Speed, to provide shots for people, it was not with the intent for medical tyranny. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, well, I don't know where to begin here, but number one is, look, in terms of election fraud, uh, stopping fraud is focusing on 2022 and, and 24. Stop, you know, stopping fraud so that there is a fair election next time around. And you've got a recall election in California going on right now where a druggie is pulled over and there are 300 ballots inside the guy's car. Does that sound like a promising election to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't to me. Yeah. So there's that. But I think also with, uh, with Trump and the vaccines, I a couple things. Number one is he feels an ownership. Uh, this was his big push, as you may recall, and many have forgotten. And the Democrats a year ago were the ones screaming about, you know, vaccines and, and freedom. And, uh, you know, we're not going to be forced to take it. And, and they the wouldn't take a Trump story. vaccine, Brian. Yeah, right. Kamala yeah, said, yeah. But yeah. a Biden vaccine. Yeah, it's like a political brand on there. And so, yeah, so then the whole script flipped and then and then now but i think that trump continues to see himself as the father of those vaccines so i think that's that's number one but number two the other problem with this i think trump takes a lot of really 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 bad advice from republican yes. leaders that the uh, kevin mccarthy clowns yes the rnc clowns they still have his ear when there's no excuse for this mm-hmm. why, why do they have his ear you know they have never supported him they have never backed him they have never been there and this is a a consistent flaw that i have found yeah and i've complained about this in social media and i get crickets in response and that is i feel that <clears throat> Trump has not, he has not listened to his base enough. No. He has taken too much advice from establishment figures 
Uh, and he's also filled, you know, he filled his White House with establishment people, yep. not Trump supporters. Right. Well, we and talked about uh, before the show, Andrew. Him in the back. Yeah, that's why they were knifing yeah. him in the back for four years. And leaking. So, that's why, yeah. why we had all those leaks. There ain't a leak come out of the Biden administration. Right. That They, they allowed uh, yeah, Alexander, yeah. Colonel Chalfie, Vinman to be a spy in the White House, right? They allowed him right. to be impeached right. twice and actually join the second impeachment. So I'm going to say something now that I said to Skins before the show. Um, Donald Trump will never be president again. He's not going to be president well, in 2024. A lot would happen change a lot a lot i mean there cannot be yeah. an ivanka and, no. and jared again no um and there cannot be all these establishment cronies hanging around they have to be given the boot so if, oh, if brian and then he got booed after that comment that's the first time i ever remember trump being booed at, uh, yeah at his own rally at, by people who who stood if you've ever been to any of his rallies you know you wait in line 10 or 12 hours yep. to get through the screening process in the heat of alabama in the summer or in august uh, so to, to sit through all of that uh, and then have a moment where you're booing him is, is really, really strange. But, you know, I mean, hey, you know, if he deviates from where his supporters are, that's going to happen. So maybe Trump has been pulled away from the base too far. And, you know, I, I don't know how the comeback would look, but, you know, Elvis made a comeback. Uh, with a special, maybe Trump has a comeback. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. But like I said, the way the country's falling apart, I don't know if we get to the next. Yeah, I don't know either. I, right. And that brings me to this three and a half trillion dollar uh, spending bill that the Democrats are going to push through, um, you know, through the process of reconciliation. What what um, uh, I read today was that it's it's basically uh, um, it, According to um, some of the items that I read, it, this is supposed to be infrastructure. It's three and a half trillion. But really what it is, is it, it's it's the Trojan horse with illegals in this country because it's going to grant full amnesty to uh, at least 11 million, probably going to be way more than 11 million illegals. And um, that will that will ultimately it, it, we we know we've been hearing that it's 11 million illegals in this country for 30 years. We're really the I numbers mean, never changed. Yeah, that number hasn't changed. We know that it's probably Not upwards more. Some people say that it's really 60 million at this point. However many million it is, uh, there's those that are saying. Now, of course, I, I think. Um, Cinema uh, out of Arizona said she's not going to vote for it, but um, you know I, who knows if she's going to hold the line on that. If this passes in the Senate and it and and it is filibuster proof, um, this could be the ultimate Trojan horse that takes us down. Your thoughts? Well, I think so. I think the three point five trillion dollar budget and the one point what is it uh, almost one point five trillion dollar infrastructure bill. Those two together, you've got almost you've got like four point eight trillion. Uh, dollars. I think that fractures America as much as any bungling that Biden does in the White House, because you're fundamentally shoving down the throats of the American people full socialism. Yes. When you know that more than half the states are not going to stand for full socialism, it destroys our dollar. It destroys our future. Our children and grandchildren will never be able to repay uh, all of those trillions of dollars, and most of it will be wasted. If you look at the $3.5 trillion, it's full of all kinds of woke wish lists uh, and things that, you know, most Americans are clearly against polls. So, but I, I think what's the most ironic here is that if it is topped, it will be because of one or more Democrat mm-hmm. senators. I Do you mean, think that's going to happen, Brian? Has been 
she's been fascinating to watch. Uh, I, I don't know what to I don't know. If she, well, I'll tell you, she doesn't cave under pressure. So it won't be pre- if she changes their mind, it'll be it'll be because they dangle some goodies in front of her mm-hmm. or something. But it won't be because Bill Clinton called her. Uh, you know, Clinton was calling the House members who were moderates that were wavering, and uh, you know, it won't be because of that. I don't know. We, I haven't heard where Mansion is on this. Um, I, I on the three point five. I don't know. Uh, but I, I mean, to be in a situation like that, where it comes down to you know hoping one or two Democrats hold the line, pretty scary. It is because it, it because yeah. the we're already at twenty something trillion dollars in debt. It, we we yeah. we Deutsche Bank warned a couple a uh, couple months ago that we cannot continue to spend, or we're going to be looking at nineteen seventies level recession. I say we could end up being Venezuela. Uh, because of the devaluation of the dollar and you know venezuela was taken down in um at 10 years so it doesn't and, and we've been on the downward spiral now for years so gotta leave it there with you brian maloney i've put you through the ringer man i've done like five six topics with you and you and you you're able to he's my he's my ring around the rosy man he has earned his spicy fried chicken he hand. has he ah, has send it uh, even if he has, even if he won't agree with me publicly, that Saturday Night Fever is the best soundtrack it's not. ever. It is so. Boogie nice, ain't no doubt. We are here to party. Thank you, Brian. Love you. Okay. Um. All right. Before we take a break, we got to tell y'all about a fun event coming up on Labor Day with my friend Rich Ryle. Hello, Rich. Hey there, Andrea. How you doing? I'm good. You're always such a bundle of energy. I just love talking to you, Mister Hogwash Hour. I am. I'm broadcasting live, even even as we speak, at the corner of Maine and Magnolia from the Cajon Classic Cruise, spreading the word about the hogwash virus. Okay. All righty. Well, let's spread the word about what we're going to be doing on Labor Day. Labor Day, Monday, September 6th. Are you looking for a party on Labor Day, Monday? you got to join us at the Ronald Reagan Conference Center all day. Fun, food, acupuncture, cryptocurrency, live entertainment, and the highlight of the day, of course, is going to be the, the Governor's Forum. We've invited, and this is great drama, the mayor, the mayor of El Cajon has invited the governor to come down to the Truth Festival that you and I are going to be at, and he's asking him on behalf of, of the citizens of El Cajon and the citizens of the state of California to come down and defend himself. He needs to be in a forum, and he needs to defend his record and so he can get his troops to vote. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we just finished conducting a poll here. We had 100 people that are likely to vote, and of the 100, 75 of them are going to vote in favor of the recall. Ooh. 25 are going to vote no. Well, that's not an official poll, but that's pretty surprising. Um, 75% because even though you're in an area that could be considered one of the more conservative in San Diego County, um, that's still that's still got to include some Democrats there. So it's interesting you should say that it's an invitation for the governor to defend himself because he's not right now. He doesn't want to talk about his record, Rich Ryle. He wants all he wants to do is talk about Larry Elder. And now we've got like the recall version of the October surprise. We're talking about Larry Elder's ex-girlfriend. To me, though, that's when that's losing signals. That's when you know you're going bye bye. Right, Rich Ryle? 
I I couldn't agree with you more, and that's why it's going to be so much fun. Because what you're going to see is, and I've even got some of the for, the uh, candidates, the other candidates, every forum they're going to is they're asking the, where the governor is, and they're asking why aren't they coming down to El Cajon for the Labor Day uh, recall forum. I mean, this is going to be a great event to showcase the people that are going to be the next governor, because I'm, I'm calling it. I have no doubt in my mind. There is, there, there is no doubt in my mind that on september 14th he's gone he's toast he's he's just a bad dream well let's celebrate california well let's celebrate the end of that dream on labor day so you're going to be hearing uh rich and i 6 p.m pacific time labor day and we can't wait to have you join us for that thanks for being here my friend i'm looking forward to talking to you again all righty take good care thanks bye all righty, so we are going to take a skinny, tiny little break. and we come back, we got more Andrea K. Show. we got to tell you guys a little update on uh, the vaxes. There's a crazy story out of Washington State criminalizing the unvaccinated. And wait till you get a load of who they're criminalizing. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So you've got uh, an update, some information on the locals here um, from San Diego that are in Afghanistan. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just another layer of just such a horrible situation going on over there. Uh, the article I was reading today, Andrea, was talking about dozens of California students from here in San Diego and their parents are stranded in Afghanistan. They were on a summer trip visiting extended families and they're trapped after the Taliban takeover. It's about 24 students there that are in the uh, California Cajon Valley School District and 16 parents. They're stranded there. And even though Biden announced uh, on Tuesday, I believe, that he's maintaining the August 31st deadline, as of right now, it, they're, they're not out. They're Does still it there. say where they are in Afghanistan? Are they in Kabul? No, it, it, it just wow. says Afghanistan. Wow. So this is this this hits home locally. As well. Um, unbelievable. Um, Got to talk a little bit about um, the, the jabs in uh, vaccines. There's a story out of Washington. What they are doing, they are, they have outfitted high school. It's a Washington high school. They're making student athletes wear ankle monitors so they can be alerted if they're near another player who's positive, which first of all, uh, and, and both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated have to wear these ankle monitors and it alerts them if they're too close to somebody. It alerts them if they're close to somebody who's tested positive, which means that this device that's on them is uploaded with information about them, right? And however, if if the, uh, the vaxxed, the vaxxed, the jabbed and the and the unjabbed both have to wear them, but if an unvaccinated player tests positive, they have to be quarantined for 14 days, but the vaccinated don't. And we know, like in Israel right now, almost the entire country is vaccinated, double vaccinated, in fact, and they have an outbreak that is at the that is the same numbers prior to vaccines at its peak in 2020, and that should warn everybody. I mean, if, if you were still thinking 
that these were actual vaccinations, that story alone should warn you that it's not. These are not vaccinations. This is gene therapy. This is this is at best case scenario. Worst case scenario, it's what everybody thought. It's gene therapy and it's and it's and it's not good. Um, best case, it's no better than a flu shot. Right. And we don't make anybody get flu shots. And I don't want to hear about variants because they've already admitted they're not testing for variants. This is about control. While the while the left in this country is letting prisoners out of prison, they are treating non-criminal children like criminals, outfitting them with ankle bracelets. And that's ultimately what this is about. This is about criminalizing thought, criminalizing an opposing viewpoint. And it's about punishing those who have an, and, and making them so miserable if they have an opposing viewpoint that they're going to bully you and beat you into submission. And make no mistake about it. We've talked about this before, about the criminalizing of, of those and what's going to come next. What's going to come next after, after you're treated like a criminal with an ankle monitor? If you don't, if you don't capitulate, you're going to be, we've already got segregation in New York City. The unvaxxed have to sit outside. The vaxxed get to sit inside. And we know that the, 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 the supposed vaccinated, they get it. They're symptomatic. They spread it. They don't have to be quarantined. They're getting treated. They're still treated better. The unvaccinated and at this point, they're equally getting it and, get, and giving it, okay? These vaccinations are not working. In fact, I argue that because they create autoimmune disorders, that the vaccinated actually are more susceptible of getting the variants. And we know that in the state of California, they're not testing. If you go into a hospital and you, and, and you have been vaccinated, they're not testing you for COVID because they only want the unvaccinated to be tested for COVID so they can run the numbers up. This is about Marxism. This is about collectivism. This is about forcing capitulation and criminalizing anybody who doesn't want to go along with it. And that's why I'm angry at Trump, because for his own ego, he will not step up against the medical tyranny that's happening. Donald Trump will never get a vote for me again. My brand is not tied to Trump. Trump don't pay a bill of mine. I'm going to pay my light bill tonight, and it ain't coming from Trump. I've said from the beginning, when it comes to the Andrea K. Show, I do not advocate for party or Paul. I advocate Policy for ideas. Values. I advocate for ideas. I advocate for freedom. I advocate for what this country was founded on. Making America great again and putting America first is not forcing us into, into a tyrannical communist state. And I don't care whether it's under the guise of health care or not. That's exactly what's going on here. Freedom is freedom. There's no other That's way around right. it. And either you believe that the United States government has a right to jab you with a substance you don't want injected into your body and that everybody has to take it, whether they're pregnant. We know that the side effects are blood clots. Even if you've got a history of blood clots and strokes, you're still going to take it. And by the way, somebody, I don't care that the FDA, what, oh, the FDA approved it? Yeah, guess what somebody pointed out today? Did you know cigarettes that cause cancer FDA approved? So don't yammer to me about the FDA. There's not one institution I trust in the government anymore. And I opened the show talking about what the Army Ranger said. I don't trust the U.S. military anymore either. Because I'm praying tonight. I'm going to be on my knees tonight praying for the Americans that have been abandoned. And quite frankly, I say shame on any military that's getting out of there, leaving Americans behind. I ain't believing in the DOD anymore either. I'm back tonight, babies, after last night. See you all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace out.